0: Tech Talk is underway and it's Saturday. The Twins and Mariners play game three of the four-game series late tonight. The Twins have won four in a row, the first two games of the series overall in Seattle uh, with the Mariners. Twins Magazine at 7.30, pregame 8.30, first pitch at 9.10 tonight. Jose Barrios on the mound uh, for the Twins as they continue their very good play here early in 2019. That means Tech Talk is back. Doug Swindon is in studio on this chilly, breezy, rainy day. And the phone number is on Tech Talk. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Or you can text 81807. That is is eight one eight zero seven here at cco doug good to see you
1: oh it's wonderful to be in here steve and you know there's so much news i don't even know where to begin but let me just say one thing if you don't mind sure if people are interested in getting a new computer in the next month or two i would buy one now with the tax well i should call them tariffs with the tariffs that are going into place i'm already seeing prices go up so if you're thinking about computers now might be a good time Or if you wait two, three months, you might end up paying 25, 30% more for less machine. Just a reminder. And I can't believe what's going on with Microsoft and Samsung. Microsoft is going to be rolling out updates, and they're already predicting that a lot of machines are going to try to update them twice. So you'll end up with dual Windows installations on one machine. That should be interesting. And, of course, Samsung, with their foldable note, It's here today, then it's gone, then it's back, then it's gone. This technology race between, I think it's Huey and Samsung, is getting heated up for that foldable phone. Going to get interesting to watch that as
0: well. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, problems with that foldable phone. They sent out versions of it to testers, influencers, uh, people who have YouTube channels, that sort of stuff, that test this equipment. They were having all sorts of problems with this thing.
1: Oh, within an hour, the screens were cracking. And, and they go, well, I can't even evaluate this and sent it back. And then Samsung took it off the board, and I'm not exactly certain how Hui. I think it's Hui or hoey or whatever, however they pronounce that, they apparently have it down pat, but even those after six or eight weeks start to Create a crease. I'm just not certain how they're going to accomplish this. I I know that we're always looking for something to sell the public, but this is I I just in my blue collar brain. I'm just not getting it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. Now this this is a completely different industry. But during the week, I'm in the printing business. Sure, you fold something, it's going to crease. It's folded. Yeah, yeah. That's well. And another.
1: I like this too. One guy says, "Pick up your TV and fold it in half, and then unfold it and see what you think." <laughs> and, and really, if you think about it, that screen, no matter what they do, I, I just—I'm just not getting it. Just not getting it.
0: Yeah, I mean the mechanical action of folding anything over time—it's—it's it's, yeah.
1: I—I
0: I, when I. You know well, these well, cell phones, as you know, they're not cheap. Well, I like one to run ten years if possible. Well, if you think about it, if you fold a piece of metal enough, it will eventually break. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. good luck to them. I'm probably not going to shell out that kind of money. Oh, yeah, and they're big bucks. You know, they're they're going to be two thousand dollars. Right. That
1: which just is scary, scary, scary for a for a smartphone. Just that
0: I just can't do it. Couldn't do it. Here, here's one of the things you and I have talked to or, or talked about when it comes to smartphones, no matter the brand. They, they finally come out with water resistant. I want 100% waterproof. I don't know how you do it. I'd rather have that than a bigger screen that folds in half. I want something that if I accidentally drop it in the sink or in the toilet or whatever, or I hop in a pool or have it in my pocket and go into the lake, my phone isn't going to die on me. They're here. Samsung
1: S line. you can have underwater for up to 30 seconds with no damage. They encourage you to take them in the shower. 30 seconds 30 seconds. If you jump in a pool, better get out <laughs> yeah, you better, better get, get out
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so and i'm I'm of the same mindset. yeah, they're getting close. It's getting better and better and better, but it's um yeah it's a it's a crazy, crazy world of technology this is.
0: Yeah, it is. It continues to grow by leaps and bounds. By the way, uh, 651 You can text 81807. That is 81807. We haven't been on in a while and we should do this spring cleaning. People are, uh, getting debris cleaned out. Maybe you have old equipment, an old printer, uh, an old monitor, an old computer that you can't repurpose or don't want to repurpose for whatever reason. Um, Get a hold of the folks at Tech Dump. Oh, wonderful. Uh, non-profit, two locations here in the Twin Cities, Tech Dump, T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P, uh, right here in the Twin Cities, and and clean out that equipment. You can drop it off at their facility. Uh, if you have a business and a larger amount of equipment, you can pay a small fee, and they can come and get the stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, in my opinion, that is absolutely, no holds barred, the best way to get rid of equipment. Uh, they're going to take and repurpose as much of this as possible. If it's at all fixable and let's face it, maybe a computer is just too expensive to repair. But if they've got nine of them sitting there and they take parts and pieces and get them all rebuilt and test them and get them up and running, if they get two out of that nine, we have saved the planet that little bit. So I think this is just just no question the best way to alleviate your bad equipment and get rid of it. Take it in. They will wipe your hard drive. They will give you a certificate that it's been all overwritten. If you didn't happen to take it out,
0: and you're good to go. Yeah, a great, great way to go. Uh, That is, once again, techdump.org here in the Twin Cities nonprofit. They do great work. You can go to their website and learn about what they do Uh, here in our community, but they do really good stuff. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Another thing we should probably visit about, and this comes up frequently on the program, and that is uh, depending on what system, what do you recommend in the here and now uh, for virus protection if you're running Windows 7 or Windows 8? I, I would assume still with Windows 10, Windows Defender is fine.
1: I'm actually even taking Windows Defender out of Windows 10 if the machine's out of warranty. And I'm going to highly recommend Malwarebytes. I had an opportunity a week or so ago to put SpyBot Search and Destroy on a Windows 10 machine. And for $20, you can buy the antivirus and make it a pro version. And that's doing a tremendous job. So today, I'm going to recommend Malwarebytes. The fine folks there just... Keep on putting out a tremendous product and Spybot search and destroy at safer-networking.org. You can download the free version, and if you buy the version, it will come and they will update the antivirus. Both of those top, top, top-shelf programs.
0: All right, that's the way to go. You shouldn't need anything else beyond that.
1: I think not. I think you're okay. You're good to go. Let, let's let keep in mind that people who have Comcast and CenturyLink These two businesses, these internet service providers are doing a tremendous job to filter things before they even hit your router, which is just excellent, excellent work. And I cannot say enough about the good job that Xfinity is doing with this. And CenturyLink's doing good work too. But I think Xfinity is really pushing the envelope on protecting their customers. And for small, medium, and even large-sized businesses, the the Comcast business business Set up with the phones and the internet; it's just like second to none, and it's extremely competitively priced. So, yeah, I'm I'm really liking this this solution.
0: All right, Tech Talk six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven. That is eight one eight zero seven here at CCO, and uh, we'll we'll certainly get you on the air as quickly as we can. Uh, Let's go to the text line. We have uh, some of those lined up here on the program today. And let's see if we can get back there and find the text. Uh, We can for a moment. Uh, Let's talk a little bit uh, about Linux and Windows. The text uh, says, um, can I have both? Yes.
1: Um, With the newer machines, it might be a little bit more difficult to create a dual boot If it is, you have to determine which one you want to have as your primary operating system. With Linux, you can actually download Oracle Virtual Machine or VirtualBox and create a computer within a computer. And now Windows 10 is actually going to add a Linux kernel coming out here. And I'm a little bit worried about this. They want to be able to allow you to have Linux inside of Windows. But my experience is, I would prefer to allow Linux to have control over the master boot record. If you happen to have a machine that you can actually go to a legacy boot and have Windows on one partition of the drive and Linux on another partition of the drive and have an actual boot menu keeping them completely separate, that's the best. But, yeah, that's... um. That really is the answer as well. I do a lot of that dual boot stuff with Windows and Linux both. That allows the customer to make a slow, soft, easy transition into Linux. It's not so jarring. But generally, within a couple of days, they're not spending much time in Windows because, well, Linux is Linux. It gives them everything they want. It's a little faster. No need for antivirus or malware at all. And it just just simply runs.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those uh, great... Uh, options to repurpose old equipment we brought up tech dump you have old stuff the basement or out in the garage that that you need to recycle great idea but if you have an older computer this is a great option to keep it alive that's really the answer in fact i got done a little while ago with a 14 year old gateway wow runs
1: like brand spanking new put a 20 dollar ssd drive in this baby slapped on linux light pushed all, copied all of his data, that pictures, docs, PDFs, all the multimedia videos, put that, and it just screams. 40 seconds to boot and runs like brand spanking new.
0: Boy, that is good stuff. By you the bet. way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today, so stick around for that. Doug's in for the entire hour, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Um, here's a question. Is my monitor going out? This is a tough one to do over the radio, but we'll see. It's a Dell E773C seventy or 773C CRT. My color changes on its own to a bluish green. If I tap on the side, uh, the color goes back. Yeah,
1: the, ru- the red gun is going yeah. out. CRT, been a while since yeah. I heard that. That's um,
0: Big beast.
1: That's, uh, that's been around a while.
0: Yeah, I, I don't miss CRTs. Yeah, carting them around especially. Oh, yeah, I had to haul out an old Sony uh, CRT TV out of my basement. I, I'm still recovering. <laughs> and this was several years ago this thing was a beast yeah yeah i remember the monitors
1: we called them monitors they're crts i remember them that, that they were generally 70
0: 80 90 pounds oh yeah yeah uh, uh, so uh, it's probably time yeah if you're still rocking a crt uh, probably time to move on there's so many great monitors out there wherever you shop i mean you know target best buy where, wherever you go um there's just beautiful monitors at really affordable price yeah
1: take a you know if you can take your cable with you you can run out to micro center won't even have to get a new cable lcd monitors if you're not looking for something large 70 80 today for a nice thin yep. little lcd yeah, there's no reason to to suffer with this anymore.
0: It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's go to the phone lines for the first time today. Let's bring in Rick in Bloomington. Rick, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Hi guys. Hi Rick. What's up? Uh, say, I have a computer. This this problem has happened one other time before, and I had somebody come out and look at it and. And uh, they were able to fix it, and I can't remember what they told me they did. But when I turn on my computer, it just cycles. It it turns on for like two seconds, and you can hear the fan starting and everything, and then all of a sudden it shuts back down. And then it'll go two or three seconds, and then all of a sudden it'll turn itself back on. And it just goes through this cycle, so I'm not able to turn the computer on. This actually sounds to me if this is a desktop, this sounds to me like it's a it's a power supply. Um, and if it's an ATX power desktop model, you can replace the power supply, four screws in the back and plug in the components on the inside and you should be able to pick one up for thirty forty dollars depending upon your machine. If it's a laptop, that's a different issue. I'm my first question, would be if you've got this thing plugged into a surge protector. Take it out of that surge protector and plug it directly into the wall first. Try that. But this, I can almost guarantee this is a power supply. And if not, well, then you got to start looking at the motherboard or something. But I think this is a power supply. This is um, it, it's it's just too coincidental that it happened in the past too. This is. Sometimes these power supplies will start to go and then they'll come back and then they'll start to go and then they'll come back. and But usually if a power supply goes, it's just dead. But, uh, and if you need help with that next week, you feel free to give me a call and I'll walk you right through what you got to do.
0: It is one twenty four here at CCO Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Bought a used computer at a garage sale, but don't have the password to log in. Is there any way around this? How do you get in? You
1: know, that's an interesting question. If that particular computer is set up in the BIOS the basic input output system chip with a hard drive password. Then you actually have to clear the CMOS. If it's a Windows machine, not so bad. If it's 7XP7 or or earlier, you can generally start it up in safe mode, select the administrator and change the password. If the administrator account is locked off, then you'll actually have to get like a password recovery mode Uh, or if you really need the data, you can create a bootable USB or a bootable DVD drive with Linux
0: and get all your data that way and just start fresh. But if he bought it at a garage sale, it probably doesn't care what's on that hard drive. So if wipe it out to get in. Yeah, just wipe it
1: out. And it chances are it's it's a password for the operating system and not directly tied to the hardware. But either way, it's absolutely doable. And they want to contact me next week. I'll walk them right through it. I deal with this at least a couple of times a month.
0: Yeah, and we have uh, Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Um, received a message from Windows that as of January 2020, Windows Seven no longer will be a supporter or supported. Message suggests that I get a new computer with Windows. Oh sure. 10.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
0: you know, I, I we heard this
1: before, and I said, "When did they ever support it?" They like to sell. They they like to sell all kinds of services after you got it. But I wouldn't worry about that at all. W- Windows Seven machines. If I get a hold of a Windows Seven machine, clean it all up. I completely shut off the updates. And as long as you've got good antivirus, you run, 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 run. I, I'm not so concerned with that anymore. That's um, that's that's more
0: sales-driven nonsense than anything. So not a big deal. You shouldn't worry about that.
1: I wouldn't. No, I, I would, um, I'd Um, I clean it up. Make sure that you got everything cleaned up that's possible to clean up. Um, And again, with Windows 7, shut off the updates entirely. And there are a number of articles on the internet that will help walk you through this piece by piece to make sure you got everything shut off. Make absolutely certain that you've got and here, I got to tell you, malware bytes is going to be the one for that machine. But it should run and run
0: and run and run. All right. No worries about that. Now, I'm sure people in the back of their mind think about the whole Windows XP thing and what went down there to the point where it just became, um, and a lot of people really liked that operating system, and that kind of fell apart on people. And by the way, you shouldn't have a Windows XP machine on the Internet. Uh, just a friendly reminder there. But... Um, are, are we going to get to that point with Windows 7 and Windows 8 eventually? If Microsoft has their way, yes. Uh, I'm not so
1: certain that out here in the wild it's going to happen. And by the way, just to let you know, in the UK, when they made this fuss about all these XP machines dying, Microsoft, and last week Microsoft sent out another update for XP, and again threatened. This is the last one; it's the last one going to be la- never again. But they keep doing it, so yeah, it's um, it's a little mind boggling as to really what's happening here.
0: Well, and what's crazy about that is, is we have a piece of equipment at my full time job during the week that is offline, but it's running XP right and continues to run beautifully. Yeah, you're airlocked, right? You're you're airlocked, right? Yeah, it's it's not it's not on. Our uh, internet, it, it's not on the network. It's a completely a standalone. Uh, we, we put data on it, and then we we bring that by USB drive over to this machine. You know,
1: interestingly enough, there are a lot of small businesses that that invested in equipment, and that software for that equipment required Windows XP and can't be updated to Windows 10 or even eight for that matter, or even seven for that matter. So there are a lot of XP machines still in industry and, sure. I, and the printing industry. You know, when somebody, I can no longer have XP, but if I've got to upgrade a $50,000, $90,000 piece of equipment so I can stay current and have that computer on the internet, I'll just unplug the Internet and buy a laptop for that user to use when they're on the Internet or whatever they need. It's um, it There's a lot more of this out there in the wild than I think people realize.
0: All right, let's go to the phone lines again. Uh, quick call before a weather break here. Let's go to Dwight and Sandstone. Dwight, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Hi. I've got a uh, uh, desktop My, by Dell. It's got the Windows 7 in it. Uh, Come in here, and uh, it's telling me that restart failed. Um, And the message says some piece of equipment that you recently connected might be the problem. However, uh, no piece of equipment has been added. Um, If I take this into a shop and have it looked at, I I I I would first if if you can get to a desktop. And if you can't get to a desktop, shut this thing off completely. It turns on as soon as you see the Dell logo, start tapping your F8 key. Tap, 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 tap. You should be able to get into it in safe mode. Once you're in safe mode, you should look at your drivers and find out if some driver has been updated from Windows you may be able to roll that driver back and get back to what where you need to be. So unless you had some piece of equipment that's actually been added or now something on the motherboard has failed and it's rerouting itself, that should do it. You should also shut it down completely, unplug it, push your power button in with it, no electricity for about 30 seconds, let it sit for about five minutes, Plug it back in and fire it up and see if that does it. And if that doesn't work, you give me a call next week, and we'll see if we can get together and make this thing work for you. And thank you for the call.
0: All right, quick break. And then we'll go to Jim and Robin's tale. Doug Swinhart in studio. Tech Talk continues in a moment here on CCO. One thirty-six here at CCO Tech Talk. Doug swinhardt in studio on this Saturday. Twins and Mariners tonight, Game Three of the four-game set. Jose Barrios on the mound. The Magazine Show at seven thirty. Pre-game eight thirty. Chris Atterbury, uh, Corey Provis, Dan gladden with all the play-by-play at nine ten tonight. Twins one four in a row overall, and the first two of the four-game series in Seattle. Uh, by the way. Uh, your call is big part of the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. Jim and Robbinsdale. Jim, you're on the air. Yes. My question is, how secure is the cloud, and can it be hacked like anything else? Yeah,
1: great question. It really depends on who you're doing business with and who's controlling the servers. Um. I don't want to be slamming Microsoft, but they've had some issues over the last decade. Now, when I know what I, what I know about Google, Google Drive, Google Gmail, I have never ever ever heard of them being hacked. So your answer is anything is hackable, but I just think Google is probably the most secure and the safest. And there's lots of cloud storage up there that's going to do a good job. And keep you safe. I have to also mention that when people talk about stuff getting hacked, I don't think that it's what a lot of us think, well, it's some 13, 14 year old kid sitting in his bedroom and in a couple hours he can just pop right through a server and get through a firewall, and then he goes I, i'm not I'm not buying that. The big ones, the big companies, the wells fargos, the the home depots, the targets. Somebody on the inside had to either open a door or make an error. It's not near as common today as to what we think that this, this thing is, is happening. In addition to that, in today's IT structure, we got an awful lot of what's called white hat hackers. They are actually making as much money protecting from hackers as they would if they were out in the wild trying to hack into something. And I got to believe that today, white hat hackers are actually more numerous than the guys that are trying to cheat somebody out of 10 cents an account for 25 million accounts. Thank you so much for the call. Great call.
0: And have a good weekend. Yeah, because we talk about that as an important backup strategy. Have something in the cloud, whether it's a paid service like Moezy or Carbonite, there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, do a little bit of research, uh, if you're willing to spend money, the automatic backups. That is cloud-based storage. Correct. And this is what these companies do for a living 24-7, 365 days a year. And then on top of that, we talk a lot about having a Gmail account and backing up files. In, tough, in that. tough to beat. I have
1: never heard a Mosey or Carbonite or sink I've never heard of any of them being hacked. Is it possible they have and we didn't hear about it? Yes, but if they had and nobody heard about it, it couldn't have been too big and they must have got it corrected in a hurry. When I'm referencing Microsoft, Microsoft has had some issues with Office 365. And it could be on the user side and in Microsoft's defense in this area. We're talking about millions and millions of users. So that actually is going to expose them to course we're talking about billions of users with google
0: i i don't know i guess i shouldn't even comment on that steve yeah it it is one of those so where we're generally you're pretty safe oh yeah one one of the other backup strategies that that i really like if it's really important attach it to an email and send it to yourself i love that uh this is going to be a. and people say well i'm going to clean out my email because
1: it will run faster that's not true if you've got web-based email um, say for example, a Gmail account, 25 gigabytes of space for your drive. That's an enormous amount of disk space. And if you need more, I think it's like 10 or eight or $10 a year and you go up to a hundred gigs. It's just ridiculously low price. But that particular deal, when you add a document or a spreadsheet sure. or some kind of video and you email it to yourself, and in the subject line, you may actually put the file name, it can be 10, 15 years from now. You can run a search on that email by that subject for that file name and it'll snap right up. That's a
0: tremendous solution in my mind. Let's go to the phones again. By the way, it's 651 989 9226. Tech Talk. Uh, with Doug Swinhart, Saturday is between 1 and 2 o'clock. Of course, when we don't have sports conflicts, Twinton's played tonight in Seattle. It's a late start. Our pregame is show at 8.30, first pitch at 9.10 tonight. Let's go to Kathy. You're on the air. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi this is for Kathy. Hi, yes. Kathy. Do we got you? Yes, thank you very much. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Doug, I have two questions. The first one is I have a gateway laptop that's probably about eight years old. And everything is very slow, um, you know, opening up a, a website, even getting into my email. Um, some of it seems like it started when I um, added streaming for my TV, but I did upgrade my um, bandwidth on my Internet at the same time. So I don't think that's my issue. Any thoughts about what the problem might be? Oh, that's my forte. Them, them 10, 12, 13-year-old yeah. computers, you, you have come to the right place. I, I love these machines. Um, a solid-state drive, first of all, and I don't sell hardware. But if you put a 240-gig solid-state drive in this thing, I can almost guarantee it's going to boot in about 30 seconds. And by the way, a 240-gig Inland Drive, $28.99 to purchase. No uh, way. Yes. Unbelievable. They're sell- Steve. It's almost thir- free, Doug. They're selling 120-gig solid-state drives today seventeen dollars come on now I, I if you're gonna have just pure Linux on a machine that's really the way to go and a fresh install of Windows would be a tremendous help and of course once you get that cleared out I would also recommend that if you're saving files on your desktop this will slow down performance probably just some TLC with that gateway and we make that baby better than it ever was and your other question? All right, I, I oh, did we lose her? Oh, I'm sorry,
0: all right, you're there. go ahead, oh, kathy. Right.
1: Yes, I was thinking about buying a new laptop to get something smaller and lighter weight if you would recommend a, a new p c what would you recommend? Well, if you're looking at laptop, you know this brings up something I gotta mention. I recommended that a gentleman buy an h p small little I think it was about three and a half pounds um fourteen inch Beautiful, beautiful machine. And he had to send it in for warranty after five months. And, of course, warranty, customer service, and customer support in laptops the last decade has been tremendous. Here's how HP handled this. I, I I can't say enough good things about this. He called them. The next day, they shipped him out a shipping box, and he had it in 24 hours. He put it in the box with all the shipping, sent it to them, And they told him they'd have it back to him in eight days. Five days later, it's at his door. Unbelievable. And this is the first HP that I've recommended in probably, I would guess, five years that required any warranty work at all. I would say an HP, an Asus, Samsung, there is a plethora of nice computers out there. I have to tell you that today I am really really biased towards HP. They made a commitment six or seven years ago. We're going to put the quality back in computers and they are accomplishing that goal. And they're competitively priced. Uh, Give me a call next week, and we'll help you get something picked out and bought. And like I say, I don't sell hardware, but I'm more than happy to help you find something. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend.
0: Yeah, Doug's phone number and email coming up at the end of the program today. Let's go to Marcus in St. Paul. Marcus here on the air. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi, Marcus. What's up? I have a question. I hope
0: to make it as clear as possible okay. regarding our vulnerability of, of our privacy with Google. Um, how does that work where they can get information on everybody? And is there ever a way that you can get out of that where people can just pull you up and, and sell your, you know where you live and how many family members are and things like that? You know,
1: this is really a difficult issue, and, and here's why. If you go into your Google account, you have some semblance of control over that. Now, with that said, everybody on the internet is selling everybody else traffic data. And this isn't so much Google. I don't know if you know this, but Microsoft with Windows 10 will distribute and disseminate your information to up to 3,500 different servers. This is extremely issue. I, I I think this is might be one of the biggest issues on the internet today. Bad enough that's happening. But guys like you and I and Steve, we're actually supporting this by paying higher internet fees. This isn't just Google. This is all of them. Now, a lot of people think it's Google because, well, if I open up a Google web page or I open up a Google search box, but this is all kinds of stuff that's going on. I can tell you that it's somewhat limited if you're running Linux and you can learn to use private Windows with your browsers. And, in fact, the Brave browser will actually allow you to use a a torrent and a a torrent browser. And you should give me a call next week, and we'll discuss this further. This can get pretty intense, but I I completely understand and empathize with where you're at, and it's ugly.
0: It's really ugly. And I think another thing he gets into is, you know, you you can Google um, your own street address, and you get a pretty clear lay of the land, you know, in, in Google Maps and Street View and oh, all of these sorts of things. I mean, there are clear pictures of your property from the air, from the street level. In, in a way, it's really scary on what's being mapped and what's available out there on the Internet. And and I've gone to my home address, and it's like, wow. I mean, there are no secrets anymore. No. And, um, and uh, uh, the parts that are good are just
1: incredible. I'm going to a restaurant that we'd never been to last night, Steve. He got my smartphone and listening to Pandora. And of course, I mapped it out on my smartphone. And as I'm coming down 80th Street, the Google Maps comes up and says, Speed Trap Ahead, your speed is seven miles an hour too high. Uh, what? That's the first time I've heard that, but I it's, it's going to continue. Now, that part might be kind of decent. So I don't need a ticket. I don't want to stay for the drawing. But at the same time, this, this thing, just because I'm using a map, it's what's next? Are we going to contact the police and say this guy's going 30 miles an hour? No. If it's a guy speeding, maybe that's a good thing too. It's a real trade-off, this privacy issue. This is huge. You and I have discussed this on many occasions. Where is the balance between a good and beautiful and lovely, safe lifestyle and privacy? Yeah. I, this is um this this is getting more and more complex every day, and like I say, each account you can go in and you can limit it for the account, but it extends way beyond that. It extends to our operating system, it extends to our internet service providers it extends to every website that you go to. they know who you are by the i p address that you're connected to by. It's um, yeah. When you're on the internet, you you might as well be standing in downtown Minneapolis or St. Paul, screaming and hollering at the top of your lungs. It's um, it's a it's a bizarre, bizarre thing, and we have some trade offs.
0: We do, we definitely do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for instance, you leave your cell phone on and you march around. I mean that that breadcrumbing your whereabouts. Now, that can be good when you're trying to track down someone who's lost. But, but there are just aspects in our entire life. People who uh, use a credit card or debit card for all their financial transactions. I mean, there, there's a litany of things you can do to more protect your privacy. One, one big one would be start using cash more. Well, that helps. But you, you should also be aware of this. I heard a statistic a number of
1: years ago, and it was about the metro area, our metro area. You cannot leave the house and drive more than 10 miles without being photographed or videoed by at least 20 cameras, 10 miles. That's two cameras per mile. Well, it doesn't matter if I leave my cell phone home. doesn't matter if I'm not using a cash card. It's, do I have to put on a mask? I, yeah,
0: this is, it, it's, we're there. <laughs> we're definitely there. George Orwell's version. And on that oh, we'll take a break. And come back, 10 minutes now, in front of 2 o'clock. Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. It's been a quick hour. Twins and Mariners tonight, game three of the four-game series. The Twins have won four in a row. And I'll try and make it five in game three tonight. Jose Barrios on the mound. Twins Magazine at 7.30. A pregame show at 8.30. Chris Atterbury and then Corey Provis and Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play at 9.10. Uh, From our text line real quick is there a free antivirus program that I can download?
1: Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Malwarebytes will give you, I believe it's 30 days or 15 days. I think it's 30 days. It's getting tough to find free ones that really work. If I'm not mistaken, Komodo still offers a free one, but they'll come right out and tell you it's limited. You can actually take some of the old downloads and make them work, but again, they're limited. And, and I got to just say this for the record, Steve, for 30 bucks a year, just buy it. Uh, this is going to be one area where you absolutely are going to get what you pay for, and you're going to get what you don't pay for. It, it's just, uh, it, there's a lot of work that goes into keeping these things updated. And at $30 or $40 a year, if you can consider how much that's costing you per minute on the internet, I, I just, it's... Really, it's an expense that you really should just take upon
0: yourself and just do it properly. All right. And what are we talking about for malware bites?
1: I think it's thirty bucks a year. And if you buy multiple devices, they'll get good for your smartphone, okay. and they don't have to be on the location. They'll actually give you a discount for that too. Um, so it, it's not big money. No, it really isn't. I, last I saw, they were doing five devices for ninety nine dollars. Well, that's hundred bucks a year for five devices. The, let the good times roll.
0: Uh let's go to the phone lines. Mike, you're on the air. Hi Mike.
1: Hi guys. Um I got a, a two part question. Um I've been I've had an email account with uh a local they started out as a local company called Busy. Oh sure. And they were bought up by OneNeck and now mm-hmm. OneNeck is discontinuing their email service. And I'm going to miss it because five bucks a month, there was excellent security and filtering and all that stuff and support. And now, I don't know where to go. I've been with them for, geez, 20 years. Gmail. Um, Gmail? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Vector Internet Services, by the way, just a, another feather in their cap. They were one of the premier Internet service providers
0: in the Twin Cities. Great, uh, great service. And, and Mike, uh, you, you've got another one here. Part two? Yeah, go quick, though. Nope, I'm the same Oh, Okay, guy. Yeah, all right, Mike, you're you're, you're good. All right, uh, let's go to Ron. Ron, uh, you're on the air. Hello, go quick, please. Hey,
1: guys, happy Saturday. Last time I talked to you guys, there was heavy amounts of snow on the ground. So <laughs> happy spring. Um, Doug, when I last talked to you, you recommended, by the way, I have a Windows 7 a Sony vial. You highly recommended for me to put an SSD in. Okay. I was told by an expert at the Geek Squad that, May not be a good idea in that it may not work in harmony with the processor and other components in my computer. Is that uh, what? what Well, you're not going to get the full performance out of that solid state drive, but if it's a SATA interface, it will work just fine. Um, Remember now, Best Buy, they absolutely want you buying a new computer, and nothing against Best Buy because they got to make a dollar too. But um, give me a call next week and we'll take a peek at that model and get you right up to snuff, and we'll go from there. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend.
0: All right, Doug, we've got to run. A lot of great calls, a lot of great texts. Uh, we'll be back again soon. Twins schedule, of course, a big factor in all of this. Uh, of course, Twins and Mariners play tonight. Doug, your phone number and email.
1: Thanks. 651-552-9543 and WCCOTech.com. dot com 651 And thanks for having me, Steve.
0: Yeah, Doug, always good to see you. Once again, uh, the phone number real quickly.
1: Thank you. 651-552-9543. 651-552-9543. Have a good weekend, Steve.
0: All right. Thanks, Doug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours